Today's episode is sponsored by Synthesized Pet Photography, capturing beautiful memories with your furry family members. To learn more, visit synthphotography.com. That's S-Y-N-T-H photography.com. On to the show. She's like, you know, I hope you like fried food. I hope you like cheese. And we're like, well, we're from a place that does a lot of cheese. I'm David Kelso, and you're listening to APC Presents, where I showcase independent podcasters from Northeast Wisconsin. Today, I'm joined by Tracy Walterkins. That last name might sound familiar. Tracy is a local artist and pet photographer. She is also the wife and travel buddy of Eric Walterkins, our co-founder. Tracy and I discussed their world travels from her perspective and her plans for a podcast about destigmatizing mental illness. I'm pleased to present Tracy Walterkins. Awesome, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Great. You know, the sun is shining for the first time in like months. I know. It's amazing. So for the most people that may not know you... Tracy Walterkins. Can you paint us a little bit of a picture of your story, like who you are, how you sort of landed in Northeast Wisconsin? All right. Well, I actually grew up in Northeast Wisconsin. Both my parents are from here. So I grew up right across town in Appleton. So I did not move very far. (laughs) I lived in Kakana for a very short time with my husband, Eric, but then we bought this house. So I have lived in Appleton all of my life. Uh, I went to school in Appleton, and then I went to two-year college in Menasha, and then went to UW-Oshkosh. So, very, very local. stuck it here. I just stuck it here and uh, Hmm. just worked here. You know, I didn't, I did not leave, honestly. (laughs) No, but you and Eric are a little bit of world travelers. So if yeah. people yeah. have listened to that, that episode with Eric already, <laughs> you'll know that Tracy was along on those trips too. Yeah. Yeah. Not all of his trips, unfortunately, because some of them he went on either before he met me or when we were first dating and I had no money to my name. But yeah, we, we do a lot of traveling. Unfortunately, uh, last year we had a lot of trips planned and mm. we had to cancel them. Um, I remember. Hopefully, hopefully we're going to get to go on some fairly soon, though. Yeah, I remember us talking about you going to Vietnam. Yeah, right we beforehand, were, and then it was yep. like uh, the COVID thing is like we're not sure about it. We might get stuck there, so I think we'll just stay <laughs> stay home. And I was like, ah, oh, shoot, that sucks. And then it came here, and I was <laughs> like, oh shoot, yeah, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> yeah, little did we know. We just we just thought we'd get stuck there, and you know. <laughs> Didn't really think it would blossom into quite what it did. Mm-hmm. So. And you got stuck here instead. I know. I kind of wish we would have gotten stuck over there, quite honestly. <laughs> Lindsay and I are looking at doing a trip to Mexico. And oh, we were looking that. at some of the regulations. And it's like, yeah. if you get test positive, they will keep you there for two weeks on their dime. Huh. And I'm like, hmm. Do it. Maybe I should. <laughs> I get a fake positive here and then just go down there and swap it like they do in the movies. I got to stay here. All inclusive, right? I'm sure they'll exclude you to the room only. 
Yeah, but you have a beautiful view. Think about it. Yeah, well, unless you're stuck on the inside or something. I don't know. They probably don't have bad views down there yeah. in those places. And better so. food, honestly. Delivered to your room at no extra expense. Yeah. I'll take it. I mean, and if you could do it during winter, now. You know, you're working that snowbird game really I'm, strong. Yeah, I, I have issues with the winter here. So, uh, you know, I plan this stuff out. <laughs> oh, so you like the warmer world I, travelers then? I do, I do. You know, I'm I'm definitely okay with fall when it's actually fall. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we have like maybe a day of fall. <laughs> Honestly, if I can put on a sweatshirt, I'm okay with that. Happy day. I also really love the beach, but you know, I can take maybe a week of winter. <laughs> And then I've had it. So <laughs> so I'm kind of just saying, you know, get me out of here type yeah. thing. So. Uh, yeah, I totally get that. The, I love the first snowfall. And you're like, wow, yeah. this is so pretty. So great to live right. in Wisconsin. Right. It's then, like, I'm glad I get to see this stuff. You know, not everybody gets to see this beautiful snow. Mm-hmm. And then it's like snow again. <laughs> <laughs> or you go driving for the first time after a snow and yeah. you're like, Oh, right. No one else has driven in snow for a year. <laughs> yeah. And there's like four accidents. I got to I gotta slow down a little bit. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't want to slow down. So, I mean, I love the snow activities. Yeah. But I'm, uh, I don't own a snowmobile and I've never downhill skied in my life. So it's like, oh, that, those will be fun. But I usually end yeah. up just reading in my room during I the know, winter. You know, I've always thought it would be really fun to snowboard. The mm. problem is, is that my body runs so cold mm. that I don't think that I would be able to actually stay warm enough to snowboard. I would have to find like the thickest mittens and put like five of them on just to be able to oh, snowboard. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I'd be able to make mm. it. What if we got you a Michelin man suit, the big puppy <laughs> All the way down. And that would actually be great for if I fell. Yeah. So, you no know, injuries. dual purpose. Perfect. I like it. Fantastic. So, you, what uh, what warmer places have you been to? What's, uh, your, what's your favorite warm place that you've been to? Let's say that. It narrows this down a little bit more. I would say Cartagena, Colombia. Cartagena, Colombia. Yeah. Okay. Now, I will say when we were there, it was not ideal time because we did not look at the temperature. We were looking at the other place in Colombia that we were going to. Yeah. So when we were there, it was about 90 degrees with like 90% humidity. So my ankles were swelling. So, I mean, and you could be outside for about five minutes and the sweat would be dripping off of you. And you're just like, okay, you know, get me a drink, get me somewhere, you know, with air conditioning. It's not find a little bit of shade. It's like right. Oh yeah, the shade. Find a cave and (laughs) run. The shade was sweating. I mean, it was horrible. But I mean, if we could go there where it's just a little bit cooler or just Mm -hmm. a little bit humidity, less humidity, I would love it. You know, I could move there certain times of the year. You know, split my time between there and our our other favorite place in Colombia because it was a great warm weather place. Tropical, um, cool vibe. So yeah, so you awesome. you would international snowboard snowbird if you Snow- could. Oh oh, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. What uh were some of your favorite experiences in Colombia? I think I saw a few of the pictures online. Yeah. Um, it was a mud bath and a volcano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a volcano. Um, you climb up the stairs to it. I cannot remember for the life of me how deep they said it was, but you go in it and. 
the mud was actually so thick that you're literally just floating in it. So although the whole thing was all mud, you know, yeah. you're just you're just floating in it. You know, nothing is holding you up except for the mud. And then we got, they actually gave us massages in the mud bath. So, I mean, you get out and then you have to walk to the the water and yeah. then these women washed you off. I oh, mean, so cool. it was so cool. And they're like, oh, this... This uh, takes years off of your life. You look much, so much younger. <laughs> You're like, thank you. So I'm like, yes, I feel younger. Good. Could, could you walk on the mud? Was it like no? You could you, you couldn't walk on the out? mud, but you could do like you know if you lay on your back, you're just kind of like oh yeah floating. You know if you if you ever took swim classes when you were young, and they're like you know float on the water. <laughs> you know you don't even have to try. You're just flowing, man. Yeah. Or did you have any like quicksand? Like oh my gosh, I'm gonna sink into this kind of. I, you know, I didn't. I think some people did. I was just very trusting. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so cool. Because I saw the the people in front of me and I was like, oh, yeah, they're having no problems. I'm I'm just. Oh, nice. Yeah, you weren't the first one in, but you were like, okay, now I've seen someone else do it. Yeah, well, we had to wait in line. So, I mean, I couldn't be the first one in, unfortunately, but I would have (laughs) been. Would have been. Did they like say any history or is there like a tradition behind it? Or is it just like, this is good for you? (laughs) You know, I, they might've told us some history, but I don't remember. Sit in a volcano for (laughs) an hour or however. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't really know much history behind it or anything. Yeah. So you also beat the curve on being a tiger fanatic. Was that where you got to pet the tigers? Was that in That Columbia? was actually in Thailand. Oh, that was in Thailand. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw those pictures and I was like, oh, wow, 2019. That's a year ahead of the Tiger King. So way, <laughs> way, to, be, way to beat the curve. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. We were, you know, we were going to go to Thailand again in in 2020 when mm-hmm. we went to Vietnam. My husband, Eric, he, he was in Vietnam that year too. And then we flew to Thailand I actually met him in Thailand. He's like, oh, it's it's actually cheaper if I fly to Thailand on the way home. Do you want to meet me there? I'm like, okay. Sure. So um, so I flew there all alone, which was really weird. It was kind of scary, but it was fun. I mean, it was yeah. it was intense. You know, it was an eye-opening. It was kind of a it was a big proud moment for me. You know, Flying so all then by yourself. Yeah, you know, I was like, it's like I'm a woman now. <laughs> you know. So so then we get to Thailand. And uh, one of the places, Chiang Mai, had a tiger place that we've got to go to. And you got to, depending on how much you paid, you got to choose yeah. how many tigers you got to go by. And yeah, so we got to see a couple big ones. And then we got to see a couple baby ones. Yeah. And oh my God, they were just so cool. I, I've loved tigers ever since I was yeah. a little girl. So, so it was like a dream come true for you. Yeah, right? kind of. Yeah. Because I always liked white tigers when we got to see baby white tigers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just my childhood little drawings coming yeah, through reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They, uh, don't undersell it. Like, those were huge tigers. Like, oh, it wasn't yeah. babies. Yeah. The, the first tigers that we saw, they were huge. And the one was just laying there. And they're like, oh, go lay next to him. I'm like... Oh, okay, if you say it's safe, you know. And but yeah, they bring them up since they're babies. So and they yeah. had they did have one there that was like a newborn, but you had to pay like super extra. extra and I'm like that'd be cool, but yeah. no. That's like I feel like the opposite approach in America. 
Like, yeah. Did you watch any of the Tiger King? I did not. Okay. I, you know, I was probably tempted. better for your mental health. That's what I thought. <laughs> you know, I was tempted, but I'm like, no, man, I'm not going to get dragged into that. Gosh, like they, what you learn in that is like they, like the money is in the the baby cubs, and they don't even let you pet the big ones, and then they just keep breeding and breeding oh, yeah. and breeding the baby cubs, and so it's like. Oh, is that sad. I assume that's different in there and they're like oh this is natural for honestly <laughs> I'm not sure how they do the yeah. breeding and all that there yeah I, I couldn't tell you yeah I wish I could back across to the different continent yeah, let's yeah. go back to Colombia what sure. was your favorite food in Colombia what's the like the staple of Colombian oh, food they eat a lot of fried food there so when we were in Cartagena we did a food tour Okay. And a lot of the food was fried food. And she's like, you know, I hope you like fried food. I hope you like cheese. And we're like, well, we're from a place that does a lot of cheese. So they did arepas. And that was one of my yeah. favorite things. It's just basically um, like a corn flour, um, like fried corn flour. And they will a lot of times put cheese in it. And it's really, really good. Okay. But my, my favorite thing that I had to go back for after the food tour mm-hmm. was, and some people might think that this sounds really weird. And, and she's like, it sounds like a really <laughs> weird combination, but it's really good. It is a guava and cream cheese stuffed pastry. But mm. it's like, it's kind of like the salty and sweet, yeah. savory, sweet combination. And okay. it was just so good I, mean, I can i can get behind that i feel yeah. like pineapple and cottage cheese is a thing that they do all over here and like anything with cream yeah. cheese yeah that's like a, a cheesecake almost with yeah. just a unique fruit yeah i've actually tried to make them at home i don't make them as good but <laughs> i can pull it off well enough where i'm like okay not in Colombia. Right. Oh, <laughs> so i'm a part of the people now yeah. <laughs> bringing a little culture back home that's yeah, all exactly that's awesome. exactly awesome Sweet. So, so what keeps you here in Wisconsin then? If you love these world travelers and you grew up here, like what the, all these Columbia, Thailand, all these other places are sort of pulling you away. What keeps you here? I would say two things. One is family and two is Eric's business Yeah, because, you know, he can get people to take care of it when we are on vacation Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can go on maybe a two, three week vacation, but he can't right now, you know, we have plans where eventually we are hoping to move to Columbia. Ooh, um, retirement plan kind yeah, of a thing? Yeah, more okay. retirement plan, kind of an early retirement. And he's kind of th- thinking about, you know, how he's going to have somebody work it for him. But we don't have something in place as to actual jobs, you yeah. know, somewhere else. And and honestly, the thing is, he really likes what he does. Yeah. So let him do his thing <laughs> for now. Yep. Uh, make our money and we'll just go on our vacations, you yeah. know, soak up the world. And who knows, maybe we'll find somewhere else that we actually want to live instead of Columbia. Yeah. And you know. now Wisconsin is the best place in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and part of me would say... That I want to move down south. Yeah. You know, until, but until you're family, in that 90 degree heat with right. the 90, 90% humidity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but our family's here. Yeah. So that usually you know, is a big tie for it. And that, that's the thing. So but, let's stay with the family as long as we can. Yeah. I mean, 
and I, I think you, you picked a great place to grow up in. So I'm not yeah, originally from I here. Do, so I do really like it here. I mean, other than the winters that are getting a lot harder on me. You pick um, anywhere in Wisconsin, though. It's like that. Oh, so. yeah, de- definitely. Definitely. It's just the cold gets harder and harder yeah. every year, I think, honestly. <laughs> But there's like, I talked to Theric about this too, that like we have a very vibrant food community here that we like, yeah. you go to Oshkosh and oh, like yeah. there's some good, there's some decent restaurants there, oh, yeah. but like there really are the next level of like being like a Chicago level or something. I feel like we have mm-hmm. some good like Chicago level restaurants here. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think the thing is we're surrounded by a couple of really great areas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're kind of just a hop, skip, a, a jumping away from other areas so we're not too far yeah. from a good eat yes yeah, <laughs> for sure like door county is an hour away and you get some really, yeah. really good pizza places and oh definitely are there any other thing like what's your favorite attraction in this area of northeast just Wisconsin? attraction yeah honestly i would i would definitely say door county yeah. i really like going to check out cave point love Very that cool. i've taken pictures of there like every season yeah you know you go and see the ice and then you can see it when it's nice weather mm-hmm. and I just I think that's one of my favorite places to For go. Sure. Yeah, because that's where they get the the geysers with the water coming off of the uh, yeah. off the lake and then comes yep. up and shoots up. Those are really cool. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned photography. So you yep. are an artist and a photographer. How did you get into art? So honestly, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this just the other day how I got into it. So. You wouldn't remember this because I'm older than you. <laughs> I just turned 26 this week. Oh, and I turned 38 in March. <laughs> just a decade. What's a decade? Yeah, just a decade. So back in the day, the newspapers used to have these like little instructions. It was about like maybe four to six boxes yeah. of like how to draw something. And they'd be like, how to draw flood. Fred Flintstone, like, oh, first you draw oh, yeah. a circle, first then you draw an oval. And they'd be like little things like that. And <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, do, I'm making weird, weird faces because I remember these. You do? Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's. I didn't have a TV growing up. So, like, my grandparents getting the Sunday comics from them was one of the highlights of my week. Oh, yeah. it was just oh like, my God, Sunday read comics. Read through the comics. The best. And yeah. it had exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, so I used to start drawing those, and then my parents were just like, I can't believe how she's just getting it dead on. So then they started getting me drawing books, you know, that were basically the same thing, you know, okay, you know, step by step. And then I just would do any kind of drawing and painting that I could get my hands on. I would start for Christmas getting all these art sets. And so then I just knew, you know, I was going to do art. So I went to Oshkosh for graphic design. Mm. But then I realized that it so did not fit my brain (laughs) because graphic design is very straight lines. Snap to the grid. Yeah. and And I'm very impressionistic. Which for anybody who listening, if you don't know what impressionistic is, it's Monet water lilies. It's like splashes of color and and I cannot fit in a box. So then I was like, okay, I can't do this. It's more of like the feeling of the thing while also seeing the thing. Right. Yeah. Right. So then I switched my major to studio art. Yeah. Which is just basically any kind of art man. <laughs> and I was like, can you can, paint it? Art. Yep. <laughs> can you mold it? Art. <laughs> yep. So I, you know, and I was like, you know, I might not get a job with this 
but I'm going to enjoy my time here. I'm going to yeah. soak up what I can. I'm going to learn. And I learned a lot and I can apply a lot of what I learned to my life. Yeah. And and obviously I took a couple of photography classes and now I turn that into a job. Well, yeah. or business, I yeah. guess, because it's not a job because I like doing it. So. Yes. And that's the... I mean, that's kind of a definition. Of it. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a joy. <laughs> and yeah. what now? What exactly is that business then? So it is pet photography. So yeah. I'll kind of tell you how I started it. So yeah, how'd you I, get the idea for it? Yeah, it was super random, I guess. I mean, not random, but it just the way it came to me. So I, we've always had cats, mm-hmm. you know, and the cats we have now are not the cats that we had when I had this idea. I, oh, but so you've I, rotated through cats. Yeah, so. we've, we've rotated through cats <laughs> since, man, unfortunately. Yeah. Hey, it happens. Yeah, yeah but they're, they're, they mean, they're, <laughs> they, they were older yeah. and now we have young ones. And yeah. So, um, they're always good companions throughout exactly. the whole life. So, but I was always <laughs> taking pictures of our cats <laughs> and, and I, I just got really, really good at it. Yeah. And then I was like, man, there could be something in t- in this. Yeah. And then I I took a picture of one of our cats for his first birthday. And and I know to some people that sounds incredibly cheesy. <laughs> but if your cats or dogs or any kind of animal are like your children, you'll realize that that's totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, we, they're there for you. There are a lot we of We celebrate stuff. things around yeah. this house. We celebrated our cat's third birthday a couple weekends ago. I mean, that's what well, we do in this y- house. You, you and Eric don't have any kids, so the right. cats are your kids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I took a picture for one of our cat's birthdays. And then shortly after that, he passed away. And it was an amazing picture. And he was so hard to yeah. take a picture of, too. So hard. Like, and I learned a lot from taking his picture. Yeah. I thought he'd be so easy to take a picture of because he was such a sweet cat. And he was so hard to take a picture of. You Would know? he just not look anywhere near the camera? He wouldn't. He wouldn't sit still. And, and you know, so for like from him, I learned a lot. Yeah. But then I really started thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, what if I hadn't taken that picture? You know, yeah. and so then I started thinking like, okay, I got to get this out for people. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I kind of started this business. Like I really need to take photos for other people so that they can get those memories up on the wall. For sure. You know, because what if they have, you know, a cat or a dog or, or someone that they, you know, had just brought home or, you know, it's, it's their first birthday or it's like, oh, no, you know, this loved one that we're going to lose pretty soon. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure that that we don't lose those memories. Right. So, yeah, especially if you don't like having quality pictures. Yeah. Not just it's, little iPhone pictures. <laughs> it's much hard. As I love the iPhone photographers out there. Oh, they yeah. can make some great pictures with them. But it's yeah. like, and I think that experience of you knowing how to get the attention of the right. pet yeah. is huge, too. Because I've learned a lot, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm sure the, the cats are going crazy. Do you use catnip at all? No, I don't, although I, I That's do. That's just one thing that I've heard is like. Yeah, I do actually want to experiment sometime and try that, like, with my cats and see, you know, because maybe I'll offer that up sometime if <laughs> it works with my cats. Yes. Have yeah. you done any uh, 
odd pets yet or exotic pets? The most exotic ones that I've done is a ferret. Oh, so it's not cool. super exotic, but yeah. it's, you know. Not the average pet for a consumer. And that was my yeah. first photo shoot. I was like, cool, I'm <laughs> shooting like six ferrets for my first shoot. This is six of different. Them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Did you get any good shots of all of them at the same time? Or was no, that near he just, impossible? No, he just wanted one of them oh. at a time. And yeah. he didn't want to like pay for any extra time. So he was literally like... Taking them each out of the cage, and he's like, "Here you go. Okay, you got the shot. Here you go." And I'm like, "Can I check to see if I got the shot?" <laughs> you got please? it. You got it. You got it's it. like you got it. You got it. Yeah. I get the feeling that you're not valuing me and my time. Yeah. Well, he was a Groupon customer. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the couponers. I'm not, yep. I'm not it. saying that all Grouponers are like that because I used to do Groupon, but he was he was one of the Grouponers. The we'll just you know sucker for a good deal kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ferrets. But anyways, what's been your favorite experience with doing a business? Because I mean. You've just been doing art, I guess, for yeah, up until that. Well, honestly, there's really, gosh, a couple of things, honestly. One, the fact is that I can take something that I love and make money off of it. Two, I really like the fact that both me and my husband are in business, so mm-hmm. we can talk business to each other. Uh-huh. It's kind of fun. You and know, any dinner date can be an expense. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> Don't test us. <laughs> We've done it. Uh, did we but, talk about business on this one? Expensive. I've done that before. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, no joke. That sounds exactly like something Eric said before. <laughs> He's like, quickly talk books. <laughs> <laughs> when you're, hey, you're an entrepreneur, you got to make it work. Yeah, but it, it's really it's really fun also just to be in that entrepreneur community because mm-hmm. um, you really realize how tight-knit that community is and you learn so much from other entrepreneurs and it's just so great and it's like oh my gosh I just figured out something super big that I can do and then you can you know apply it to my business Mm -hmm. and then then all of a sudden you realize something that you can apply not even to the business but just to life and yeah it's it's just great do you have an example of one of those things Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. I honestly don't know. Okay. I, honestly, when you leave, I'll be like, man, that's what I should have said. But right there. But no, there they're, they're seriously have been. I, but offhand, I can't. Yeah, the entrepreneurial. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to a couple other people about this in the area. Like, they're just, they're so giving of information, time, lessons yeah. that they've learned already. And so it's like, you're starting a business, but- you're so not alone. Yeah. <laughs> in and I think I think really that's that's probably the the biggest thing that you can take out of it, it just in general is that mm-hmm. that you know what you may fail at one thing but you know you're going to succeed at 10 other things and so you can take that apart, you know, in terms of your business, but then you can also put that way back in your life too mm-hmm. and be like, okay, you look, I might not have done this right this time, but you know, I can take this back. And I can just go try harder. Yeah. And just because I failed doesn't mean that I actually failed. Right. You know, and I'm growing. As long as I'm growing, mm-hmm. I can succeed. Yeah. It's not preventing you from making changes for the future. Right. It's exactly it. Yeah. Well, awesome. I think that's a good segue point to talk about a new thing you're doing, podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. So right after the break, we'll go into that. 
Welcome to the podcast, Fast Class. This is Check-In Number Drei. That's German for three, you know, Oktoberfest and all. This week, you should be releasing your very first episode. So, I'm here to offer some encouragement. And to keep in the October theme, you might think starting a podcast is scary. Maybe the idea of planning and voicing heaps of your ideas for the world to hear makes you shiver in your boots. But what I'll say to you is don't overthink it. No one's first podcast is their best. Take it one week at a time, learn each week, and grow as you go. You can absolutely do this. And you're invited to our party. Go to AppletonPodcast.com for community support and more. Link in the notes. Back to the show. And we're back. <laughs> Fantastic. So you're venturing into podcasting now. Yeah. You're you're married to Eric. And Eric yep. has obviously started the, the Appleton Podcast co-op with me. So, yeah, you yeah. know, you have that voice of podcasting always yeah. at your dinners and everything like that. But what, what pulled you in to actually want to be on a podcast and start your own? Oh, gosh. You know, honestly, I think it's just really important to have a voice out there. Yeah. So, and I just think it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, why not? You know, and it, I think so, you know, when, when Eric approached me with the idea for his podcast, I thought, yeah, that'd be great, you know. And then I came up with yeah. an idea, and I thought, well, this could be silly, but why not? You know, if I just want to play around with it, and if it, if it works, it works. And if nobody listens to it, then I just did it. Yeah. So At least you did something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And so then, no harm, no foul. Yeah. And, so. and no, what's the, uh, what's the idea for the podcast? For my podcast itself? Yes. Okay. So... My podcast itself that that I'm coming out with, um, yeah, and I, I have, still in and still yeah, in the works. I was and say, it's still in the works. Very brainstorming right now. Um, it is going to be about the stigmas that are out there for um, people with mental health issues, okay. such as uh, bipolar, depression, mm -hmm. and other such forms. I'm not going to keep it just to bipolar and depression, yeah. but those are the ones that I know most of. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had people that have told me that I should kind of be quiet about mm. such things. Uh, I shouldn't tell people that I have them. And, you know, I've kind of thought that I've been quiet about it for too long. And generally, yeah. when I tell people that I have these issues, I actually get a pretty good reception. Or, you know, if I do tell people, I tell them for a reason in the sense of like, hey, I'm opening up to you so that you can open up to me mm -hmm. in the future if you want to. And that's why I want to make this podcast. Partially mm -hmm. to yeah. debunk any myths that are out there. You know, like, oh, she's just crazy. <laughs> or, you know, if you're bipolar, you're either one way or another. You're just super, mm -hmm. super crazy. Because I've seen it portrayed on TV shows like so bad yeah. before. And or just like that instant huge flip of right, and oh, it's so, so not so. like that <sighs> rage monster. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and I mean, there's I'm sure there's some people who have had that in the past right. before, but you know, I just want to like tell people like, hey, most of the time I'm a okay, you know. Yeah. But you know, so I just kind of want to like debunk some myths out there and just be like, you know, if you need to talk, you know, there's outlets and I'm there's, here yeah. and. 
you know, you shouldn't be afraid to actually open up yeah. because that's. So it sounds like you're you're giving encouragement. It sounds like this is really close to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, for a while I know I just felt like I shouldn't open up about it. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I don't care how many people don't want to be my friends. Like if they don't feel comfortable yeah. or they feel like she's doing it to be a to get attention, I'd be mm-hmm. like, I promise you, this is not the way I would do <laughs> that. I would choose to get attention. <laughs> you know? Much easier ways to get attention. <laughs> I, that's what I would figure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, so yeah, I kind of just want to do it because it's it's kind of a passion project yeah. to me, you know. And I have ideas for episodes, and I. Um, Eric's going to be my co-host. So that's that's going to be kind of fun. We were recently on a road trip and we were kind of like figuring out how that's going to work. So um, I think it's going to come out sooner than than later. But I'm just kind of like figuring out, you know, which... How to make it a little sustainable. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I want to record, you know, more episodes than not because... Mm -hmm. I have bad days, so. Right. (laughs) Yeah, anticipating that and knowing yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I want to make sure I have a plethora of episodes out there so that, you know, I can at least keep putting them out and all that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an awesome project. I think that. Thank you. Thankfully, like mental health has come to the forefront of uh, society. (laughs) So I think that. Thankfully, I think so. Having a voice, a local voice, especially is like, oh, that person is living here or that person is i can relate to that story in particular right sometimes people just need to hear it in that one other voice to make it make something click to make a change exactly exactly yeah yeah and i think this year really is is kind of a year that people need to hear it more Mm because i think more people are suffering than ever just because of everything going on and some people don't want to admit it because they don't want to admit that maybe they're weak and yeah. that doesn't make you weak. I think some people just feel weak Yeah. if they feel depressed or hopeless or anything. Yeah. Because they're not living up to society's standard of what achievement looks like or whatever. But, right. You know, there's like my, I have some family members who have had, I've had to sort of walk through their depression journey and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like sometimes just waking up and getting out of bed is a huge accomplishment yeah. for, for that day or for oh, that yeah. season of their life. So it's like, yeah, there are days. <laughs> yeah. I think saying that out loud and re- not sometimes reading that can make a difference, but I think hearing yeah. that, that's why I love podcasting is like the warmth in someone's voice Yeah, is you can sort of hear the authenticity of, of something yeah. more so than reading it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to do any guests or people have anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am. Well, I know for sure one episode I'm going to have have it actually be from like Eric's point of view. Oh, Even though he's yeah. going to be my co-host, he is going to be, you know, telling his side of the, right. you know, what it's like to live with me. Yeah. And then I'm hoping to have either one or both of my parents on. Yeah. Uh, you know, what it was like for them to all of a sudden be like, oh, man, our daughter is... <laughs> Not normal. Uh, <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're they're hugely supportive. That's awesome. And, and then I'm going to see if I can find some other people. You know, I know some people, yeah. but I don't, you know, whether they'd be open yeah. to. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like it's just like sort of a, a diary of, of, an audio diary of your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So you're also working on another podcast as well. 
also with Eric. Yes. But a totally different topic. Yes. Yes, correct. So that one is going to be called After You Sign the Dotted Line. And this was the brainchild of Eric. Yeah. So he's been wanting to do this one for a while. So this one is actually going to be his Navy stories. Oh, yeah. And he's got some good stories. That's all I can tell <laughs> you. Some of them are are serious, you know, and mm-hmm. you're just going to be like, oh, man. And he's got some really funny ones, though, some really funny ones. And I can't wait for those to come out. Yeah. And I know he said he's got some that I haven't heard before. Ooh. You know, and I, I think we're going to get working on that pretty soon. I know he's mm-hmm. got, you know, scripts and we, we kind of did some practice ones. But then that's kind of taken a back seat because he started doing the Milwaukee Mafia yeah. with Gavin. So now we got to, you know, wrangle him up and say, okay, now we got to get this this <laughs> one started Three again. podcasts we're working on right yeah. now. Do your business and these. Yeah, how do we make that exactly. happen? Exactly. So, so, but I think he's feeling more comfortable with editing and everything. So now I Good. think we're going to get started on that pretty soon because awesome. I'm pretty excited about that one because I love yeah. hearing his Navy stories. And it's, it's funny because I think a lot of people are so used to hearing, you know, the great military stories like mm-hmm. hoorah, rah, you know, yeah. my time in the military. All and the, the Hollywood Americanized John Wayne's and yeah. Band of Brothers, every other like super, oh, the military America. Yeah. Kind of you ones. know, and when I met him, all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, so that's what it's like. Yeah. You know, and like he hates... Uh, when people come up to him and thank him for his service, he's like, I hate that that's stupid. <laughs> he's like, I sat on a ship. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, like, I know he was like, when we were starting with the podcast, he's like, so for anybody who is really into the military, you might not like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he brings a a realistic viewpoint of, like, what's the average yeah. Average person in a military position. Right. It is it's very, very eye-opening. Yeah. It's it's intriguing, you know. And I, I think I think there's there's really two sides to the military. You know, you got those people who have those rose-colored glasses on and are think mm. think this is the greatest thing ever, you know, and then you have him. And like and I, I know my brother, I think at first when he joined the Navy felt like, okay, this is a good thing. And then he's like, oh, gosh. So now he can sit and talk with, with Eric about yeah. the same types of things. And I'm like, yeah, well, we told you, man. Yeah. So. I think from my experience with Eric, I think it's still, there's mm-hmm. an, there's a, still a respect for the military and everything in, there. In and he's not trying ways. to be like, shoot, shoot down right. the military. I'm sure right. anyone who has qualms with it wants to, would love to see a restructuring of any kind because yeah. Uh, their experiences with the rapport. And I mean, hopefully it can help people have a realistic expectation. Right. And and that's, that's the main thing is he's just like, look, I'm, I'm just telling you how it is, you know? So if you want to yeah. go in there, you know, this is what to expect. And, yeah. and he told me, he's like, you know, I said, is it what you expected? And he's like, I mean, technically it's what they told me, Yeah, but it just was not great. <laughs> You know, but without the Navy, I don't know if we'd be traveling the way we are because I don't know if he'd have the appreciation for all the the different places. It's possible that that would have happened. But but 
I don't know. The Navy was sort of his first dabbling in those foreign cultures. Yeah, because he was in Asia. Yeah. Um, So he knows how cool Asia is. And I I know one of his favorite places was Thailand. So Mm. (laughs) we were in Thailand. Hmm. So, you know, go figure. Exactly. Still, I I think you can be thankful for something and still say that that sucked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I've had some bad experiences and been like, well, it was a good thing that happened, but now dang. I know. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you're you're doing a, a podcast with your spouse, but you're basically a co-host. What's it like doing a podcast with your spouse? Honestly, it's fun, man. Yeah. We have fun when we do it. It, it really... <laughs> You, I mean, you crack open the light brandy <laughs> that you got sitting over here. Yeah. The, uh, no, that is honestly, that is for Gavin when he comes over and does <laughs> the Milwaukee Mafia. Yeah. Yeah, that is. He uh, actually, in one of the upcoming episodes, you'll hear him be like, man, I wish I had some brandy. And then just. So that's specifically right. up here for him. Mm. Are there any challenges that come with working with a spouse on a podcast versus like, a business partner or just like a co-host in general that you may not live with? (laughs) You know, that's a really good question because honestly, I really like working with him for the fact that we know what each other is thinking. Oh yeah. You know, because the only bad thing that I could probably think of is that because we both know what each other is talking about sometimes is that I could say, oh, you know what I mean? Or I could say something really uh, mm. vague or something random. And then he'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah, of course. For sure. And then all of a sudden we listen to it. We're like, nobody's going to know what that and, means. Yeah, the visual image in your head. In my head and his, <laughs> his head is both the same. But yeah. you know that third person. Yeah, it's like, Your listener what? is like, huh? What are they talking about? But otherwise, we get along so well. And it's easy to just sort of figure out the next episode because, you know, we're always together for the most part, except for when he, you know, leaves for work during the day. And we just, we just get each other. We work together really well, which I think is awesome. So I love it. So cool. Yeah. That's what I think. It's awesome that you're able to identify that and feel like, oh, we're in, we're an inside joke right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How do you, uh, how do you overcome that? Have you found any ways that are like, okay, we need to explain this without getting overcomplicated. <laughs> Honestly, I think we're still just working that out. Being yeah. like, oh, yeah, we got to work. Th- we just had to explain this to everybody else. So this is our thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now that you know, you can call each other out on, yeah. on air. And that, that's the main thing. We just have to call each other out. But honestly, I think there's nobody else that I'd rather work with than him. Well, that's awesome. So, yeah. And you have all of a, and now you're doing two shows with him. So, yeah. Yeah. I asked him, I'm like, you want to be my co host? You know, because I'm like, he's like, I think shows are better with co hosts unless you're always going to have a guest on there. So, yeah, I'll be your yeah. co host. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I agree. Cause I don't think I'm always going to have a, a guest. So, yeah. It helps to keep people's attention. Oh, totally. Switching back and forth. I definitely agree. You know, my favorite podcasts always have either two people or they have have like catchy music or have, they're always interviewing people, you know, it never, it, it, it's gotta be otherwise, yeah, otherwise I'm just like, I can't drive with this or I can't listen to this. I have 
too much going on in my head. I can't, yeah. I can't listen to it, it. I mean, most and most podcasters aren't James Earl Jones or yeah. uh, like <laughs> Tell me about Ewan it. McGregor or something yeah. like that. Where it's like, oh, sultry British folks. <laughs> oh, I will listen to this and I don't care what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tone of that voice, not the content for that one. Yeah. But, so you, you listen to a lot of podcasts then? I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, I... I sometimes fall behind. Like lately, I've been falling behind, but I pick not it up. Driving as much, so it's that's, that's <laughs> when I listen to podcasts. Is yeah. when I'm driving mostly, so it's like, oh, I got a big queue. Yeah, Oof. you know, it's it's funny when Eric and I are on the beach. We, we're the ones who listen to podcasts instead of <laughs> instead of music. It's Classic. it's really funny, but yeah, I go between in the car listening to music or podcasts, and uh, and then occasionally sitting at home, I listen to a podcast. Depends what? on how much my brain is racing that day. <laughs> what shows are in your queue? Oh, so I have Reply All. That's one of my Ooh, yeah. favorites. Eric, that's one of Eric's favorites too. So you guys He's the one who got that. me on gotcha. that, man. Oh, I love that. Science Versus. I yeah. love that. I've listened to a few of those. I mean, pretty good. that one, I feel like, you know, they do a topic and I'm just like, okay, I can trust the science on this, man. Have you ever listened to Serial? Yes. Oh, love it, Iconic. man. Iconic. Like whenever they come up with, oh, with a new season, I'm just like, oh, yes, yes. I I love that they broke open the narrative storytelling of mm-hmm. like real-time narrative storytelling. Yeah. I don't like the open-ended endings. <laughs> I know. Well, I have a love-hate, you know, for that because yeah. I think in any kind of open-ended, you know, with a book or with that, I yeah. know it's – but there was actually with like the first season of that with Adnan – there was actually a documentary. It was either on Netflix or or Prime. Yeah, I want to say Prime. Some streaming that service. we watched. I was, mm-hmm. I was like one of the streaming services that we have, <laughs> um, which is all of them. And and they they had a it, it is. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, We're all in that same boat this last year. <laughs> um, but they had one. They had like a follow up on on that where you know oh. he got like an appeal and all that, but. Unfortunately, he's still in jail, and oh. it's it's like so, Ugh. and it's still like I go back yeah. and forth, and I'm like, is he or isn't he guilty? Right. Like you, like I just, mm. you know, and it's it's really cool because Eric and I listened to that uh, together, and then we kept going back and forth, like, well, do you think he's guilty or don't you? And yeah. and he's just like, well, I don't know. I mean, given this, I think he could be, and then but. Given this, yeah. you know, it puts you in the place of the juror, and it's like, well, yeah, you have all the information and make a decision, yeah, that's just in being between you and friends. And I, I think right. there's a there's some fun in that, and like it right. drives conversation and stuff, yeah. And I think that's the genius thing about yeah. that, that whole podcast, you know. And I think, I think really in, in each of the other seasons, too, she'd had a, a hint of, of that mm. kind of thing, you know, and it's just really intriguing how smart. And, yeah, the and, journalists that actually do great journalists. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Is there anything else you want to add no. about podcasting? About, I mean, I'm giving you an ad for pet. No, I think we're good, man. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me on on the podcast, Tracy. Hey, thanks for having me. I love that Tracy wants to share her voice for mental illness awareness. And great news, Tracy's podcast actually just launched. As of last week, Stigmas and Open Wounds released its very first episode. Please be sure to go follow the podcast wherever you are and show Tracy some support. 
Next week, I'll drop that very first episode in the feed here for you to get a taste. So what's that thing that you want to give a voice to? Head on over to AppletonPodcast.com for community support and resources to start your very own podcast. If you do, you could win some free pod gear. If you know someone in Northeast Wisconsin who likes podcasts, share this show with them. If you've made it this far, please rate and review the show on Podchaser. Or go hop on a plane to somewhere, ask the flight attendant for all the napkins, write your review on those napkins, and tuck them into people's carry-ons. I'm David Kelso, your neighborly podcast nerd, and thanks for listening.